The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Life can present difficult circumstances. And sometimes it seems that we're in a fire that's seven times hotter. And it seems that the trials in life sometimes, they seem so difficult. And no matter which way we turn, there seems to be something more to deal with. But God has a plan. From the very beginning, God had a plan for you for victory. And that plan has not changed. He has a covenant promise with the children of God. And that covenant covers every area of your life. Let's just take a moment and pray. Father, right now, in the glorious name of Jesus, we lift up your holy name today, O Lord God, Father. And we just thank you for your bountiful blessings, Lord Father. Oh, we just thank you, Lord, for prosperity. We thank you for abundance in a time where there seems to be great lack. Oh, I speak abundance over the children of God. I speak prosperity according to your covenant promise, Father. Oh, we thank you. You said in blessing, I will bless you. And we thank you today, Father, that in blessing, you are blessing the children of God. In Jesus' glorious name, amen. Oh, bless his holy name. We've got a covenant promise with God, and that covenant promise covers every area of our life. And today, the title of the message is The Overcomer, because that's who you are. You are more than a conqueror. But God wants to show you. He sent me with a message for you today about overcoming and how we truly, truly overcome and come into great success. Genesis 15 and 1, I am your exceedingly great reward. Now, whenever God says, I am, look out. (laughs) That means power. He said to Moses, I am that I am. And he's saying, I am everything, everything that you have need. That's what I am. I am all the power in the universe. I am the power and the fullness thereof. Everything is mine. I am the gold, the silver. It's all mine. I am. He holds every life and the balances. I am. He is the God of the living. I am. He is a man of war. I am. He brings prosperity and abundance. I am. He is a shield and a protector. I am. He is saying in all of that, I am your exceedingly great reward. You are more than an overcomer. The Israelites have been in bondage for 400 years in Egypt under a harsh and cruel rule of Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt. God told Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let 
my people go. Exodus 3 and 14. Then Moses asked God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, oh, what is his name? What should I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also told Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Then the Lord says this. Now, please watch this tremendous power shift. This is my name forever. And this is how I am to be remembered in every generation. He said, this is my name forever. God was looking down the hallway of time and he saw you and I. And today the Holy Spirit is saying unto you, this is your God's name forever. And this is how he is to be remembered. I am is all the power that you will ever need. I am is your exceedingly great reward. Now, if you get a hold of that, you'll be running through the church too, shouting. You'll run right down the middle of the aisle if you get a hold of that today. He is all that you have need of to meet every circumstance that you face. This is my name forever, he said. This is how I am to be remembered forever to every generation. I don't know what happened. I don't know how we left it off back there somewhere. We left it off way behind us in the church that was established in power. In many areas, we've become weak. Many of us have become powerless. God is raising up a church that's called by his name, that's walking in great power. We must be rooted and grounded in the word of God to move in power in this realm. The word becomes flesh within us. And then it manifests the power of Almighty God. The anointing will increase over your life when the word becomes flesh within you. I want to show you something today. The steps to overcome. The steps for what it takes to truly overcome any works of the flesh that you may have been struggling with or that you're helping someone in their struggle. What may be holding you back that, and why you haven't been able to overcome. Maybe an addiction. Maybe something with food. Uh, uh, some area of your life. And, and maybe you've even spoken to God about it, but you still have not been able to overcome. We want to talk about that for just a minute today because you are an overcomer and God wants to show you how to overcome anything in your life. He will show you something so powerful today. It'll change your life. God wants you to ascend to a new dimension of power, of knowledge and of understanding. He wants to reveal something to you that will empower you. Paul said he prayed for wisdom and revelation in the Bible for the Ephesian church, he prayed for wisdom and revelation. Revelation is power to come into a more powerful relationship with God. Another dimension, a higher anointing has to happen. God wants you to reach your destiny, the divine destiny that he has for you. We are overcoming today. Let's talk about why or what could have happened to prevent one from reaching their destiny. Maybe you have some unfulfilled vows. Let's just jump right in. Maybe you have some unfulfilled vows. Maybe you promised something 
you promised God something that you were going to do. So you took a vow, but then you didn't fulfill that vow. When we do that, then there, it takes a breakthrough. Something has to happen, you know, for us, for that level of breakthrough to happen. But when we make a vow, maybe you made a vow. You say, well, I'm giving my kids to you, Lord. I'm giving my children to you. And, and, and so I'm turning them over to you, God. And you promise God that. But then you're, but yet, oh, Lord, you know, I'm still holding on. I found myself, you're still entangled with your children. We, we don't really realize it sometime that we say we've given them to God, but yet we're still entangled because we love them. We love them first. You see, Jesus said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So we are not going to put anything before God. This is how we overcome. Jesus said, if anything was put before him, that we aren't worthy to be his followers. We cannot love anything above God. Anyone who loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Until we surrender all to God, we cannot truly follow him. Until we die to self, we cannot live a truly victorious life. There will always be a struggle with something of the flesh, the world, until we surrender. How are we drawn to the world? If I am not crucified, if the flesh isn't crucified. You see, the carnal mind is all that can be drawn to the world. The flesh always leads to a sinful nature. The fact is, many cannot detect what is carnal and what is of the spirit. What is of Satan and what is of God? So eventually the flesh gets what it wants. If the flesh wants ice cream, it gets ice cream because it hasn't been crucified. And the carnal mind says, you know, give me what I want. You see? And so maybe someone offends you. And and then, you know, that person will say, I am so mad. I'm so angry. You see, there's no sobriety in them, meaning that they're not operating with the right mind. And there's an absence of the soundness of thought. The sober mind has the word. The sober mind stops you from what you aren't supposed to do because I crucified my flesh to the cross, daily surrendering to God as a living sacrifice. If one truly wants to know Christ, we must choose and make up our mind. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. We are called here, each of us, to worship, to give your whole self, your will, your emotions. It's all given to God. Then we cease to conform to the world and you'll be able to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. The devil is the worldly thing. You can't resist and conform to the world. If you don't give your body as a living sacrifice, some may say, well, I gave myself to God, but I'm still doing that worldly thing. That's because you didn't really make up your mind. A lady mentioned to me just this weekend that she's working with a young man. And and she said, this man has an addiction, Valerie. And she said, He professed that he knows Christ and he talks about God, but yet he still has this addiction. It's written all over his life. How is he supposed to be a Christian and he's still living a life like this? I mean, if he's a Christian, why is he still doing what he's doing? 
He said he went to God and he prayed and he said God didn't take it away from him. And so since God didn't take it away from him, then God must want this addiction in his life. Hold on now. (laughs) How are we blaming God? There's something wrong with this theology right here because God tells us to stop sinning. So God would not put sin in our life and then okay for us to continue to sin. Something's wrong with this theology. The Bible says stop sinning to put it away. Get it out of our life. God wants to empower you and to make you a success. I said the person that you are working with has not completely surrendered to God. When we give ourselves completely to God, then the flesh must cease its work. There's a process that begins in the person's spirit and the spirit of God begins to take us over. We're transformed and our mind is renewed and we receive the word. Then we're without a struggle. Paul said to offer ourselves daily. Then you are allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in you and destroy the works of the flesh. The Holy Spirit is then taking over minute by minute as we offer our body as a living sacrifice to the Holy Spirit. It becomes not our will, but God's will is what is done with our life. And so I was explaining to her that this particular young man, he said he prayed to God, but God did not take it from him. He did not release it. He did not truly surrender and submit to God. Once you make up your mind and you truly surrender and you submit under the mighty hand of God, he exalts you. He empowers you. Whatever it is that you are dealing with is lifted off of you, but you must have a made up mind. You see, once you begin to truly submit, that's where the power of God takes over. And we're not trying to operate in our own power. You see, once you truly submit, the will and the emotions are overtaken by the Holy Spirit. Then you go out and let's say, you know, you used to have a problem with alcohol, but once you have surrendered and the flesh is crucified, you go out and you can resist it when you go out. The Holy Spirit will guide you. You know, maybe you're about to go through a particular door and and there's a bar there and the Holy Spirit will say, no, go through the other door, you know, go go through the side door. Don't go through the front door, you know, because the bar is there. But, But now you see the Holy Spirit is guiding you and giving you an inner strength and now you can resist your mind is being transformed by the mind of God through the word of God and when you read the word it's alive and there's no struggle when we are transformed by the renewing of our mind the word cannot be stolen because it's grounded in our heart it's rooted and grounded in the heart but how Can the word become truly rooted and grounded when you have a made up mind to offer your body as a living sacrifice? Then you allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and you can resist the worldly thing and not conform to the world. I'm talking about the power to overcome. Then my mind is in a good place to receive the mind of Christ Jesus. And now you you may say, well, Valerie, how do I receive the mind of Christ Jesus? You receive it by meditating on the word and there's no struggle. You receive it by humbling yourself before God. 
You receive it by crucifying the flesh when you refuse to do the evil thing. You refuse to do the wrong thing. And the flesh is pressing, you know, I want that or I want to do that or I want to, I, I want to eat that. I know I'm not supposed to have it, but I want that. And you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm submitting my body as a living sacrifice. See, there's something that we do on our part. We use our disciplined mind and the spirit of the Lord begins to come in like a flood and take over. Then we're able to test and approve God's word is good, his pleasing and perfect will in our life. There is a process. Well, what does that mean? You will begin to understand now how the word will manifest in your life. You have the capacity to understand why the word of God is manifesting in your life. It's his perfect will. Romans 12, 1 and 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It means that now you're going to taste and see that God is good. You know, you ever saw some food that was good and you, it looked good. You say, wow, that food really looks good, you know, and then you taste the food. You say, oh, wow, you know, this food really is good. And so now you not only see the food, but now you're partaking of it. And so now after you taste it, then you, you can say this, this is good, you know. So now it has manifest in your life and you know that it's good. And so that's what happens with the word of God. When you taste and see that the word is good, it proves to you the goodness of God. When you have a made up mind and you offer your body as a living sacrifice, then there's no, there's no resisting in you. There is the word becomes flesh within you. Your mind becomes renewed and the carnal nature, the carnal habits begin to fall away. Now, there may be what a thought, something that comes up in your mind. Say, well, maybe I have this thought or two, but that's just a symptom of what used to be. See, that's the old thing. So a symptom or something may come up, but that old thing is not there. But a symptom may come up and you just you say, well, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's not me anymore. See, I, I don't live by my carnal fleshly nature. I'm walking by the spirit and the will of almighty God. You see, at one point when I had my mind made up, you know, I, I wanted to lose weight. I'm going to say my mind wasn't made up and I wanted to lose some weight. It was really, you know, about a hundred pounds, almost a uh, 65, 70 pounds I wanted to lose. But I kept trying one thing after another, one thing. After, and I went to God and I prayed, but the weight didn't go right. I went to God and I prayed, but I didn't have the will. But at some point I went to the Lord and I said, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I need your help. I, that's when I really, truly had a made up mind and I surrendered myself to God. And I want to tell you that the weight began to fall off. I had the willpower. You see, the Holy Spirit was able to strengthen me. My will was no longer operating and the will of God, you see, and whenever anything tried to creep up, I would crucify the flesh and say, we're not eating that. We are not going to have that. 
We don't eat that anymore. That's not, we don't go to that restaurant anymore. You see, and the flesh may have been uncomfortable, but I crucified it. You see, when you refuse, when you have a made up mind, you see, we can't blame it on God and say, well, I prayed and God didn't take it off of me. When we did not truly submit having a made up mind, I am going to offer my body as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. You see, and as we do that, then the Holy Spirit begins to renew our mind and we begin to mount up like eagle's wings. We have a new strength from within and the carnal nature, the fleshly nature, the sinful nature begins to fall away. Satan would like us to take a fork and eat ourselves to an early death, right? Just dig a grave with our fork. There are many habits of the flesh that can cause an early death. And we say, well, you know, God took him early. No, we didn't have a disciplined mind. We have to discipline our mind and then call upon the Lord. And when you call upon him with sincerity and say, Lord, I am going to give my body as a living sacrifice unto you. He's going to renew your mind. He is going to strengthen you. That's part of the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an enabler. He enables us by the grace of God. The word of the Lord says, the Lord says, my strength, my grace is sufficient for thee. What does that mean? My grace, my strength. What's one meaning of that? My strength is sufficient for you, not your strength. But my strength, you see. And so as God, as his strength is released in us by when we submit, when we surrender, when we have a made up mind, because you're more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. God's plan for you is to have the victory in every circumstance that you are facing. Whatever the circumstance is, for the child of God, your victory is assured. You have the covenant promises. The covenant is without condition. There's no condition to the covenant. The covenant is there. The promises are established. God is sworn by an oath. He is sworn unto himself. He cannot take it back. And so the, the covenant is without condition. The covenant promises are without condition. But we must partake of them. But the covenant itself has no condition. It is established. But for us, we must partake of the covenant promises. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse them. You will be a blessing to all nations. Oh, God wants to bless you. He wants to use you to take the victory in every circumstance that you face, to show others how to take the victory through Christ Jesus that causes his name to receive fame and the glory. He receives glory and honor, and fame goes out in the land through his name about him. Oh, God wants you to overcome and take the victory in every circumstance that you are facing. He has a plan for your life and it's good and it is not evil. God wants to bless you today as you submit and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. God will lift you up and exalt you. 
He said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. I gave you love, courage, and a disciplined mind. We must use that disciplined mind. That's how we submit to the Lord and overcome the flesh. Crucify it and take the power. And then we have the victory in every circumstance that we face. God has made us to be more than overcomers. We have the victory in all the circumstances in this realm. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers for the Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654.